I'm telling you, it's hot in a way where like, if it was a girl and I wasn't married, I might want to make out with it. Yeah. I I would say the same. I'd at least go talk to her. Yeah. I'd go up and talk. It's so it's that it's that hot. I would be respectable and get to know her. You know, (laughs) that, that would, that's how I would treat our driver's stand. It's so hot. to talk about today don't we this is alex sturgeon with the hobby town hobbyplex and as always here is my companion will brinton this is the hobbyplex show podcast a couple things i want to go over today um uh, there's not much hobby news in fact i think we made hobby news ourselves with the summer series i posted some question and a call for questions today a little bit earlier i actually remembered to do it sometimes i yeah. just straight up don't remember yeah and uh, we actually got some pretty pretty interesting topics to talk about i wouldn't mind going over some of those yeah, I wouldn't either. I read him. I actually read him. Oh, did you? So you like <laughs> yeah, are kind of prepared? Yeah, believe it or not. And then, uh, and then I got this fun little segment I want to do. It's like a two minute drill type thing that I thought we could try mm-hmm. to do. That's really funny. Um, word association? Maybe. Uh, word association should be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Tracks. <laughs> Orion. Orion. Uh. Uh, give me another, give me another one. Uh, integrity. Farms. (laughs) (laughs) Need some integrity. (laughs) Tekken. Redneck complaining about their broken speed control after they (laughs) launched their eight scale and hit like the ceiling with it. And they can't believe their speed control broke. Y'all got that, that, uh, Kessel Cretans. Y'all got any of those? Trailer court. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Somebody's going to come in tomorrow with a list. Like, are you making fun of me? Like, no. Yeah. Definitely not. You're making fun of me and my Cadle Cratons. Yeah, I got those Cadle Cratons. Cruise control. You're making fun of my Cadle Creations cruise control. Did you see I posted a bunch of stuff up on on YouTube from from this weekend, but also uh, I went flying on Sunday. So last week I kind of complained to my family that they don't, they don't like to watch me come and fly. Like they don't, they never go to the flying field with me or anything, even Emerson. And yeah. uh, I know why Emerson doesn't want to come. Cause we don't have a plane right now that he can fly. Cause he's still learning how to fly. Uh, my apprentice, I, I, I donated to the club earlier, but still, if it's a nice night out, I don't see the big deal. So uh, Gretchen made it a point to uh, say, Hey, you want to go to the flying field? And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. So I'm like, cool. So I actually had yesterday off. I didn't know I mm-hmm. had yesterday off. I was all ready to go to work. But uh, Aiden texted me. He's like, you know, you don't work tomorrow, right? And I'm like, what? And I looked at it and sure enough, I didn't work. So I was super happy. I had to sleep in. And uh, and then I charged my batteries for my planes all day. And we went out there and uh, Emerson was there. So he actually filmed for me. So I, I actually got video of myself finally flying instead of videoing everybody else flying. So yeah, it was good. It was a really nice day. It was beautiful out. Been waiting for one of those days. I saw you went out and uh, rode your rode your bikes more. Yeah, rode my Zuma last night with my neighbor. The thing rips pretty hard. Nice. <laughs> I forgot to mention that Hobby Flex Show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. If you mention our show and you get in for a home loan or refinance, you can either get a $500 lender credit, like off your closing cost, or 0.125 off of your rate, which is fantastic. That's a heck of a deal from those guys. 
Get that point one two five. Yeah, I already know quite a few. Uh, we've they've they've actually they've had more than I ever thought they would have. To be honest with you, I didn't think they'd get as many so far. Uh, people really? using that. Yeah, I how, thought how many is a lot? More than your hands can count. Really, that's yeah. pretty badass. I mean, we're just we're just a small little RC show that is pretty much you know we talk about mostly local stuff. It's not like we're um, how many people are listening right or watching right now on YouTube. On YouTube, um, yeah. eight, eight people yeah. on YouTube right now. Hi guys. So we got eight, eight people that, yeah, <laughs> but I, I will say that usually towards the end of the week, the numbers go up over a hundred usually within the first week. Oh really? At least a hundred people watch it for some amount of time. It's kind of cool. You can see the analytics and everything on YouTube mm-hmm. and you can see for how long people watch for and stuff like that. And this show actually gets quite a bit of, of watching. It's usually about 20 minutes or so. Oh, really? Considering wow. it's usually an hour, hour, hour and 20 minutes sometimes. That's, that's not too bad. Yeah. Especially for YouTube where everybody's just clicking right through it. You want to just get into the summer series? Cause that's a big deal. We had round two. It took a while, right? Round one was early June. Round two was uh second week in July. Now it's starting to get hot and heavy again. Cause we're going to in two weeks, three weeks will be round three. And then the end of April or August will be round four. And then the next thing you know, we'll be over again, which is weird, but a lot of buildup to this one. We had a bunch of really good club races. You could kind of see some new people starting to get fast in their respective classes, I thought. And um, I think for the most part, kind of showed itself Saturday. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. When it was all done, we had 158 entries. Mm. And round one, we had 170 something, 76, 77, something like that. So round one, I felt like there was just a lot of buzz, period, because we finally got to race, right? Yeah. And round two... That's kind of our standard. Yeah. That amount of entries right around the 150 mark as usually has been our standard for the last, what, four or five years now, maybe longer. And one, and one would think we'd have, you know, a lower car count just because of how hot our driver's stand is during the summer. But, <laughs> you know, people, I know people just keep I, showing yeah, up. Keep I showing just up. don't they, get it. It's I, great. Yeah, I thought for sure that that would be a big turnoff, but uh, apparently yeah. not, it's not. And, uh, you know, the fans that we have up there must be doing something right. I know, like blowing nice, cool air on everybody as, as they're up there on the driver's stand. So yeah, totally. Yeah. I've never had an issue with it. You know, I really just thought it was very comfortable, but some people think we have a hot driver's stand. I know it's crazy. Maybe it's because our driver's stand's so lit because it's so easy to see everything. That's true. We have like the best driver's stand. And, and it's totally, it's cert AMA. Is it ADA certified American Disabilities Act? Like it's 100% yeah. certified for, uh, for those of you, uh, handicapable people that can get up on the driver's stand, uh, in their wheelchairs and stuff, you know? Yeah. There's multiple ways up. I'm telling you, it's hot in a way where like, if it was a girl and I wasn't married, I would, I might want to make out with it. Yeah. I, I would say the same. I'd at least go talk to her. You yeah. Know? I'd go up and talk. It's so it's that it's that hot. I would be respectable and get to know her, you know, that, that would, that's how I would treat our driver's stand. It's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You finally got me to break down. That's pretty funny. I don't even know what to say now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a, a place, but no, totally. Muy in fuego driver's stand, yo. We should nickname it that like in fuego. I thought we should uh, paint it orange and put like, Flames like on flames it. and stuff. Yeah. Like, cause it's so fiery. Oh yeah. Friday practice went really well. So I changed the track a little bit 
Uh, I always try to change something just to keep it somewhat fresh. That also helps too. Like if, if a part of the track gets, gets jacked up, I can just, that's a reason to change it, you know, to like make it better. So, uh, changed a couple things, uh, Monday night, Tuesday afternoon of last week. And I think overall it made the track that we have right now flow better. Oh yeah. No, I, I, this is like one of my favorite layouts. It's pretty good. I'm not trying to like sound conceited or anything like that. No, you are, but okay. <laughs> no, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, is, it was, re- I mean, it's a really fun racetrack right now for sure. Yeah. It's definitely uh, worth the drive. I would say I, I thought it was a great, you know, before I didn't really care for the option lane, but now the way we have it, like yeah. since the change we made to it, totally fine. I, I, I really like this layout. That was one of the things that was on my list. The tabletop turn after the option lane, it was good for a round, but I watched it and, you know, I kept watching the club racing, how it got worse and worse and worse. First off, mm-hmm. just getting beat up every week. And then on top of that, like having that 90 degree turn right there, right afterwards was, was just tough. And it used to pile everybody up and then be a marshalling nightmare. So that's one reason why I wanted to change that part up just in general. Well, like for me, I feel like this layout has a lot of stuff or has a lot of, it's like a the complete package. So here, here's what I look for in a layout. So the first thing I look for is not a lot of 90 degree turns, like 180, 180, 180, 180 straight away. The second thing I look for is, is there sections where you have to drive your car on power and steer at the same time? It has that, mm. that going up the hill, that double, and then all the way down that, uh, down the hill to that, uh, short straight away. And then that 180 over that big jump. And then that long right-hander, that whole section, you drive your car on power and you have to use a lot of throttle control. Especially at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. Like it's very oh, yeah. easy to blow that corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's hard to judge your car and how much speed you have and how much braking you'd have. But then the other, the last thing is a sweet straightaway to rip some wheelies on. And I feel like I've done that. I mean, I've ripped the wheelies. I didn't work on the straightaway at all. I watched you work on the straightaway, but <laughs> the, uh, but that's, the, those are the things I look for in a track. And then, you know, our surface, um, it has a good amount of grip, but I don't feel like it's almost overpowering grip. And, um, it's like, you can just show up and drive your car and it's going to work. Yeah. After I changed the track to, to the changes that I wanted to make specifically for this round and pr- probably for next, I'm probably not going to do a lot for round three because it's only three weeks away and we're only going to race on it one more time before then. Yeah. Uh, because we had this oh, upcoming yeah. week off, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but there was a couple of parts of the track that were still really, really bumpy from when I built initially built the track and, and it had gotten worse. The back straightaway had gotten crazy. Yeah. The thing is, is like, uh, so I have a video up on YouTube of me kind of showing the changes to the track and stuff. And one of the things I mentioned was the Hobbyplex is built. The building is built over the old dirt track that we used to have when it was outside. There is no floor. It, I mean, I can dig as far down as I want to go. I kind of settled in on this level surface. That's really, really hard. So if I did want to dig into it, it'd be for the equipment we have, it'd be, it'd be tough to do. Right. But because of that, anytime that it gets humid out or not humid or drastic changes in temperature, plus the water that we put down on the track constantly, it, it makes the dirt kind of shift a little bit. And that's how you get those, those weird bumps. They come out of nowhere. It seems like, you know, there will be a high spot and then a low spot and then another high spot. So I, uh, 
I took the tiller off and I put the bat, the, the, uh, box scraper on. Mm-hmm. And it's the only reason why I don't do that very often is because it's a chore to change implements on our tractor. Putting the tiller back on stinks to high heaven. It's a process. And I've gotten, I've kind of gotten somewhat not good at it, but I kind of got it to where I, I can generally speak and I can back up and everything lines up right and I can make it work. But sometimes if that, if that shaft moves by just like half, like a half inch, I'm screwed. I got to like sit there and play with it for a while and you get all sweaty and greasy and, and try to get it back to where it needs to be and stuff. And it's, it's pretty, it's just awful. So I don't like to do it very much, but I needed to get the box scraper out so that I could, I could kind of flatten out our, our areas that needed it. And then I think tomorrow I'm going to get the tractor out real quick. I'm going to wander over to the oval and I think I'm going to take the box scraper to the what's left of the oval too, and try to get all those little chunks of dry dirt and stuff out of there, you know? Yeah. Yep. So with that, I, I thought that uh, Friday night practice really worked the track in. You could see that the changes were really working and making it smooth. And there wasn't a whole lot of carnage uh, as far as that goes. Practice went well for, for me. Full disclosure, I got a new car. So I sold my TLR uh, 22 5.0 on eBay, like a week and a half ago. And, uh, I had it for carpet season. Right. And I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I, I thought I had that thing set up pretty good for carpet. Never beat you straight up except for one time. But even then I felt comfortable with it. And then when we went to dirt, you know, I was kind of like, ah, I kind of want to get a B six two, but then <sighs> it just didn't happen. Cause I was like, I already got a car. Let's give it a shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, I never really felt comfortable with that car on dirt. Yeah. I, I kept throwing stuff at it. I kept trying different setups that they have listed and from different drivers. And then I finally kind of settled on this combination. And this one week I thought I really had it and I thought I finally figured it out. And then that race day, it's like the track changed. It like lost just a tiny little bit of grip. And then the next thing you know, I'm, I'm doing cookies everywhere. And in my head, I had it. If I couldn't figure it out by then, then the best thing for me to do was to go to plan B just start over with a new brand again. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And boy, should have done that a long time ago, just for my personal driving style. That's one of the reasons why I didn't want to be a sponsored guy anymore a couple of years ago, because I wanted to have, if I, if I felt frustrated and I felt like I wasn't having fun, I wanted to be able to make a change without breaking a contract or, or getting somebody's feelings hurt or anything like that. So that's what I did. First, first race out of the gate. I can tell you, I was way more comfortable driving the, the B six two than I was the other car. And you just ran the kit setup, didn't you? You just Basically, changed a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I changed rear pistons. I went from one eighths to one sixes. That was it. <laughs> I feel like the associated platform, you know, for two wheel, their cars have been historically neutral. And that's always my, my preference is I like a really predictable car. My, I feel like anybody could drive my two wheel and you've, you've driven my car like a, I've driven your car and I'm always like, damn dude. Yeah. And maybe my stuff always works. It's always, you know, it's always comfortable. And even if you get it like to where, you know, it's going to steer really hard or be really numb. It's always that same feeling of that linear steering and you can you predict where the car is going to go. Even when I drove Emerson's car, 
Yeah. Emerson beats the ever living garbage out of, out of his two wheel. And that thing just always works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like ripping wheelies, running it up the wall, doing dumb playing stuff. With it like a, like a Tyco. And then like you go and drive it and you're running lap times comparable to mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's probably what I, what my input on the two wheel platform. Now that's not to say that there's not anything wrong with the TLR lineup either, because I think one of the storylines leaving this week was in round one, I think, I think an associated car won every single class except for 40 plus. And that was me mm-hmm. driving the Losi car. And to be honest yeah. with you, I probably shouldn't have won that race because Mac was faster than I was this week. It was the opposite. Like a low C cars dominated the mod classes and the stock classes, except for 40 plus it was yeah. a complete opposite. So there's this, you know, it swings back and forth all the time and it'll be interesting to see what happens in round three, as far as the branding goes, you know, you kind of have that. Yeah. We've got enough, we've got enough sponsor drivers around here that we can have a Losi versus associated battle every single time we have a summer series race to begin with. But yeah, I need to practice more. Like, you know, I finished where I did and it's like, I just show up and drive, you know, like I was up to second in our main for yeah. a little while. So I had that video posted. Have you watched it yet? No, so I, I, I posted the, uh, the mod two wheel drive on the, on the hobby plex show account, uh, the mini truggy, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, plex spec and, uh, gosh, one of the lower mains, it might've been expert two wheel drive. It's like, I look at where I finish and kind of the, the work that I've been putting in, I've just been so busy this summer, you know, yeah. and you know, life is kind of taken, taken over for me a little bit, but I feel like that if I actually like showed up and practice and put the work in that all the, that everybody else is doing, I'd be, I, I would be really good again, but I just need to, I just need to get up there and make the time for it again. Like, I mean the real time, not just racing, right. but you know what I'm saying? Well, um, I live an hour away from the track. It's hard for me to just drop what I'm doing and go practice. But I've wanted Tuesday nights to kind of be set aside for a, for an actual like good practice night. Yeah. The kind of way I marketed it is, you know, if you, if you got a crawler and you want to use a track, you pay 10 bucks, you can do both, but also mm-hmm. the tracks open from four to whenever we get done. And usually, you know, I'm done nine thirty or so with the crawling mm-hmm. part of it. And that right. one, that one Tuesday, I actually sat down and, and really worked on my stuff on my low C car. That's yeah. the week I thought I had something figured out and yeah, ruined it. <laughs> Like saying my, my car is really good. I just, I just need to put more wheel time in again. Yeah. You know, and summer is like so hard. Like I have so much stuff like going on. Like we just have a, we just got a camper and my, you know, my wife like lives for summer. She doesn't care what I do during the winter time, but right. you know, if there, there's like, you know, stuff that she wants to do, we're doing that. But I make time for the summer series and the other big races that the Plex is having. But, um, my wife hates yeah. summer. Hates it. It's summer. Hates it. Hates being hot. Yeah. No, I love being hot. I'd rather be, I mean, I, I can't stand winter. Yeah. You're as hot as our driver's stand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the winner is. You want to get in some results? What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're, yeah, you're fine. That's, that's why we're here. We like, that's why we do this every week. Um, yeah. so 13, five, uh, short course truck. I don't know what to do with short course trucks, man. It's too late this year to say, all right, that's it. No more short course trucks. But I think next year, I think next year might be, they might not be on the list anymore. Mod truck. 
Yeah. Or just nothing. Just not go or back. Just nothing. Or go back to nine classes instead of 10. Because yeah. the last round we had three and this round we have five. And I really, again, don't take this the wrong way. If, if you raced short course truck or if short course trucks, your favorite class, I get it. It's they're cool looking. Um, they handle like crap, but they're cool looking, but we did get five of them. So that's good. Ashley McCormick and Andy Lachance, uh, did not run round one. And then you had Clint, uh, Coburn, Tyler Fleming and Jake Wilkening. I'm pretty sure that those three did run what round two, but these guys, there's only five of them. So again, we had that one heat where we kind of always had to rely on volunteer corner marshals afterwards to kind of fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. But round two of this was phenomenal. None of these guys crashed. Yeah. And it was very, very close. You know, they gave us a really good qualifier. If you, if you ever want to watch a qualifier where just everybody just drives almost perfect. I think round two for these guys was it. Ashley kind of did his thing. Kind of got away from everybody. He, he, he was doing that a lot in pro four, uh, in the wintertime as well. Pro four short course yeah. truck, which mm-hmm. I mean, say what you want in the wintertime for the techno series, we still get two heats pro four. So Andy Lachance, uh, is that still a serpent truck? No, he's running a, uh, SC six. Okay. All right. All right. Cause if that was a rear motored serpent truck, I would have been like, Whoa, wow. Yeah. Good job. But it ain't, <laughs> but, but it no, ain't. no, so, but still, no, wow. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, we pick on Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Andy to death, man. <laughs> he was, he, he, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's one of those friends that you can just poke at and poke at and poke at. And he kind of takes it. Like I keep expecting him to like explode on me one day. Kind of like Mitchell Pavel. Like I would expect Mitchell Pavel at some point in his life to just turn around and say, I've had enough. Yeah. But it hasn't and happened just, like, yet. Pick me up and throw me off the driver's stand. Yeah. <laughs> but it, there's a, okay. So I'm going to tell this story. I don't know if he's going to want me to tell him this and yeah, whatever. for the love of God, nobody call him this. Okay. Like everybody listening, all you eight guys don't, don't call Andy this. So there was this time that Jamie was running the races in Lincoln. And it was like, Andy first started racing 10 scale. It's when short course is big. We're getting, you know, 30 short course entries a night at the Lincoln track. And Jamie's running the races and he just would not stop calling Andy, Andy, no chance over and over (laughs) and over and over again. And Andy Andy was like, I've had enough. And he he goes in there. He's like, quit calling me Andy, no chance. And, and, uh, he was like going to beat up Jamie and Jamie's like, Whoa, no chance. All right. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's like, that was the only time I've ever seen Andy come completely unglued on somebody just giving him a hard time. But I finally went in and changed the computer. I heard my name <laughs> at the nationals in 2016. I thought it'd be really funny. Cause it, when you, when you do controlled practice, it'll say your name, you can set it up to say your name or not or whatever. And I had it set up to say your name. If you're in the computer. You got to imagine there's 300 people there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had 300 and some entries, but, but legit, there was probably at least 300 people there, 150 or plus racers, plus their families, plus all these people. And I had, I had punched into the thing I went in and I changed it to, uh, la, 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 chance. It was really funny. It was really funny. So every time he'd cross the loop, it would do that. And the whole place would laugh. It was great. Did you hear Emerson's? No. What? I have Emerson's actually. Emerson's still in the computer. It's, it's, it comes up. She, she goes, um, every time across the stripe, it goes, 
Captain Douche Canoe. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Remember, remember that time I gave him the nickname Snake? Yeah. <laughs> he loved it. He did love but, it. You know, Andy's one of those guys he'd do anything for you. Like yeah. he's a good guy. Um, so that's how it was. Uh Ashley, Andy, Clint, Tyler, and Jake Wilkening uh for short course truck. And then I, I actually moved them first in the lineup because of the marshalling situation too. I thought it'd be easier to ease in to the rest of the classes if you got the shorter one out of the way and uh got some volunteers, you know, before everybody started going home. Yeah. No, good thinking. Thank you. Plex spec. So we had a pretty good Plex spec turnout. We had an A and B main. I believe Josh Ryan and Ryan Cox bumped up from the B main uh, to race in the A main. And we took eight to the main plus two. Janet Peevler uh, took a TQ and a win nice. this time around. And I think last round without looking and remembering, I don't think she was TQ, but I think she won. Mm. So I think she's got 201 right now in the points. Working on that Plex spec win. Mm-hmm. Now what's the rule in Plex spec? If you win Plex spec at the summer series, you're not allowed to race Plex spec anymore. So, yeah. uh, so Jana's going to find herself if she keeps us going, you know, it'd be really cool is if she, she, she wins all five rounds and then she, she can race whatever she wants in the sixth round. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Then she could race like independent buggy or something and then, you know, make the main there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then I thought it was really cool. Cause we had some more, um, Carpet off-road syndicate drivers in Plexbeck kind of find themselves in the same spot they were on carpet. Uh, Grayson Garing, uh finished second, and then Hunter Anderson, which is Jackson Anderson's brother, yeah, finished third. And I'm pretty sure he was TQ after the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, I'm not sure. Jackson, no. Jackson, text me right now and let me know. Yeah, he's he's been texting me. Has he? Yeah, oh, that's got to be fun. No, yeah. <laughs> I never get a break. No, it's fine. <laughs> he's, um, he's a good kid. <laughs> and then little Grant Noonan. At one point, I think he was in second in this race, uh, finished fourth, still in the top five. And then Brady Papanow, he's been coming the last couple of weeks. He's one of the few guys with something other than a buggy. He's running a short course truck, uh, finished fifth. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Bender, the other uh, kid running a short course truck, finished sixth. Ryan Cox from the ninth spot moved up to seventh. Grace and Stevie qualified eighth, finished eighth. That little dude uh, finally got his syndicate plaque on Saturday. He was yeah. super happy. Nice. That thing went on the nightstand, I'm sure. Oh, you know it. I, t- I think I've told the story of my first trophy on here. It didn't happen oh, yeah. until I was in junior high. Mm-hmm. I think Grayson's like six or something like that. Josh Ryan finished ninth. And then Parker, uh, I think Parker broke out. I'm pretty sure. And I, Parker was up there too, uh, battling with, uh, with Jana. In fact, I thought at one spot it might've been um, Parker, Jana and Grayson. Um, was looking like it was going to be the top three and then, and then Parker broke out. So, but still, you know, Jana, she's, uh, she's gotten a whole lot better over the last couple of years for sure. And, and, uh, she's really consistent and of course she's got a fast dad. So that's always nice. So stadium trucks and kind of, like I said, uh, I think the last time we were here, we were talking about how for club racing, you know, we don't get a lot of stadium trucks, but then, uh, for the summer series, bam, they all show up. So I know we had a and B main. Here in stadium truck, Nate Sutherland is a TQ and a win again. Nice. Pretty sure he did that in round one. I think round one, that was the only class he won. He won, but Saturday was his day for sure. Drew Rubin King finished second. Uh, and then Wade Garing got a top three. Justin Stevie made the bump and then finished fourth. I thought about building up another truck. Really? Yeah. For a second class. Yeah. 
I, I talked yeah. about how trucks drive weird to me now. I don't, it's not just, it's just not something that's in my, you should, you should drive my truck after I work on it. My trucks always work good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm willing to drive anything. I just, I just, you know, I really, mm-hmm. really like the 22 X four for four wheel drive oh, as a second sure. class. That's a good car. Yeah. Chase Rolk finished fifth. Brent Cox came down from Sioux Falls, finished sixth. Clint Coburn finished seventh. Raven Barton came up for her first summer series race of the year, um, finished eighth TJ Williams, man. So this, this made me happy because, uh, TJ has been doing pretty good in this class with his low truck too. And I think he's gone. I don't want to like jinx him or anything, but he's gone a couple of weeks without having ball cups pop off. So he's nice. been doing good. Fighting the good fight. Jackson just texted me. He said, yes, he was. Oh, TQ. Nice. Yep. <laughs> so TJ Williams made the bump and then finished ninth, but I mean, you made the A that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley McCormick, uh, I think he broke out. Yeah, That's he broke out on lap one. He was broken on oh. lap one. So qualified third and broke. Uh, Ashley, Chase, and Wade had been having some pretty good club racing the last couple of weeks. So, um, sure. but you get the heavy hitters like Nate coming up and yeah, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be up I there. Need, I need to build up a truck and see if I can spoil the party. Spoil the sweet. party. Spoil the party. Spoil the party. Uh, let's see, let's move on. Uh, mod four wheel drive. So, uh, another thing I like to do is get one of the fast ones out of the way as soon as I can. And I love putting mod four wheel drive up. Plus I feel like, you know, like if you make the fast guys wait all the way to the very end, like if you ran four wheel drive and two wheel drive back to back, you'd have problems with marshals, but also let's say you ran four wheel drive independent and then two wheel drive mod, you know, almost last. I always hated that because you no. get like, you, you're, you're thinking about it the whole time. Just get one of them out of the way. I always liked it so that you could go and get something to eat or work on your car, mm. but then you're leaving a car taken apart, go race your other car. And then you're working on your other car and then you got to go run that one. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be nice. It, 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 that's like my, my only thing, like from a driver, uh, it'd be nice to, so, so I could go eat or something. I see. Yeah. I can see that. This one was crazy. <laughs> so Tom Rinnernecht TQ'd and won this one. And uh, honestly, there was really never any doubt this week. Like his, yeah. his car just, just, just that good. Um, he was yeah. driving really good. He kind of had a blowout a couple of weeks ago. Not a, not a, not in a bad way, but just like his mains just weren't very good a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like he, he kind of got a fire under his belly. He's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out, you know, working my driving, get my tires, you know, better. So he had this one done. Everybody else though. So Alex Vanderbeek was in second for a majority of this race. And on the last lap on the last turn at the end of the straightaway, Aiden was basically right behind him. And Aiden had been catching Alex the last couple laps and he got it down. I watched him. They, they, you know, they turned the corner to go on the straightaway and I was like, well, he's going to have to pull off something if he wants to get around Aiden. And the way he lined it up, basically he, he, turn the corner for the, to make the, the jump that goes over the line, which the new jump, you can't really jump over the line. So like the last, the, the, the double doubles we used to have before the loop, you could, if, if you set it up right, you could land almost to the top of the tabletop turn. Right. And a couple of times I've seen people miss laps that way. So one of my goals for this week was to eliminate that possibility from going on. So now we just have this nice big double and it's not a big double, like a big eight scale style jump, but it has this 
short little takeoff and then a nice round long landing. There's a nice little pocket that if you land it just right, you can, you can keep the speed up and just kind of hammer it up that tabletop turn. It's really sweet when, when it's done right. But Aiden never let off ever. Right. And Alex was aiming for the pocket. So the line, the loop is right where the pocket's at that you want to land in. Right. So Alex Mm -hmm. was aiming for the pocket. Aiden was just like, I'm going for it, going fast. And I wish I'm kicking myself right now for not video videoing this race. The reason why I didn't video it is because I videoed mod four wheel drive like the last three times and I wanted to change it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So basically Alex Naden pretty much landed on the line at the exact same time. Aiden landed rear rear bulkhead first and Alex landed like you're supposed to. And the loop, of course, right? The, the scoring computer, Aiden had a 23 at 813.426 and Vanderbeek was shown in third with a 23 at 813.426. Yeah. So I've only seen this if I've, I've, for some reason, I've seen this now like three or four times this year, but the only other time I've seen this sort of thing happen, like I remember one time at Blue Groove, Mac Vanderbeek and I had the exact same time and the computer put me in front of him. So it, it, it had to figure it out beyond a thousandth of a second, you know, but it only shows the thousandths of a second. So from the eighth spot, Aiden drove up to get second in this one, uh, on basically I wouldn't say a fluke, but just a crazy ending to the whole race. If it was just like a might, you know, millimeter more, you know, 10 millimeters more Alex's side, you know, he could have gotten it. It would have been one of those super awesome close finishes that way too, or the other way, you know, but instead it's almost according to the computer, it was an exact tie, but it showed Alex in third that puts two TLR cars. Like I said, the, 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 one of the storylines for this week was how last, last month kind of associated sort of dominated that first round. And now it seemed like, you know, at least for the results for the, you know, top threes or, or the winners, you know, you kind of saw that TLR kind of swing back the other way. So Tom and Aiden finished one and two in four wheel mod. Alex got third, Derek Wood uh, finished fourth and he was only one second behind these guys. And then you had Alberico, Dave Alberico came up from Kansas city and he only finished two seconds behind these guys. And then Ruben King, he only finished, oh my gosh. So Ruben King, looking at this, only finished eight tenths behind Dave Alberico for their finish. So we had like two crazy close finishes in, in one race. And then you had Mitchell Pavel, Ethan Dallaire, Dane Gangler, and uh, Ross Westhoff, the lone Kyosho. We had a yeah. rare, we had a rare Kyosho sighting at, uh, at the Hobbyplex this weekend. Ross came up and ran his Kyosho. And you weren't in there because you sold your, you haven't sold it yet, but... No, I did actually oh, on did? Saturday. Oh, I good sold for you. It. Yeah. Woo. Did you yeah. sell it for what you wanted? Yep, I did. Oh, if I had $700 in my pocket right now, I'd be so happy. No, I, I ended up uh, selling her. So. Nice. Well, I'll, I'll get another one at some point. Yeah. I uh, I was going to have Emerson run 13.5 with ours. I plugged my speed controller in backwards a couple of weeks ago and popped the, <laughs> and popped the capacitor. And I think it, uh, it started doing weird stuff. So I took it home and I'm probably going to work on it tonight a little bit and just see maybe exactly what I did wrong. And, uh, hopefully it's not an ESC. Hopefully it's just like a, a bad, um, uh, sensor wire or something like that. Oh yeah. What speed control is it? The hobby wing G2 elite. It's got the reverse polarity protection on it. Yeah. So I thought it was supposed to have it. that. Yeah. yeah, it did. 
it did what it's supposed to. It still worked. I still ran it afterwards, but then, you know, Emerson, anytime I give Emerson something, uh, he finds a way to break it. So. Right. That's like his, uh, finishing move. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 40 plus mod. Like I said, uh, this, this class actually had nine. So I think we picked up two or three guys to run 40 plus, which I'm really happy about last year. I didn't run it even though I was 40 because I didn't want to make it seem like I just added 40 plus because I turned 40. Yeah. That was, that was the main reason why I didn't run it this year. Mm -hmm. I'm running it because, um, I just want a stress-free day and and don't want to like freak out about stuff. It also helps to have somebody like you or Emerson or even Owen, somebody like that available to run the computer. That's not also running mod buggy that I would have to worry about, you know? Right. So this one, uh, was a TQ and win for me. My first qualifier was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I crashed so many times and I, I attribute that to not running at all in the morning. Yeah. Like I just showed up, got everything running, kind of sat in my booth, took entries and didn't really worry about it. Partially because I didn't want to ruin any tires. My first qualifier was awful. The second qualifier, I got my act together. And then the main, you know, I just tried to drive without crashing for the first part of it. And then it just kind of, everything just kind of worked. But I'm telling you that car, I could, I could drive it so much harder without worrying about it doing dumb stuff. Yeah. You know, and looking at the time, I know it doesn't, it doesn't count cause it's not the same race, but, uh, my 22 at eight Oh nine would have put me third in tool drive mod regular. Right. So at least I feel good about that. Mac Vanderbeek finished second. Ashton McCormick got a third. And I think him and Tony Leatherman were running pretty close there for a little while. Ruben King got fifth, Brian Cox, sixth, Brian Burnt seventh, Phil Palmer, eighth. And then Kurt Benson finished ninth. A couple weeks ago, basically me, Mac and McCormick all had a couple run-ins together in the regular mod A main. And then here we are in 40 plus where we belong. <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> <we're> it's <laughs> nice to see Tony Leatherman come up too. I know he wanted to come up last round, but with all the, uh, extracurricular stuff going on in the world. He didn't feel um, like he, sh- he should leave his family at that time because there, there was some stuff going on where he lives two wheel drive expert. So we had um, again, so Nate Sutherland, this, this was his weekend. So he qualified second, finished first last round. I think he finished second or third, I think in expert stock. So this, this time he got it done. Nate's qualifiers were a little rough too. He he's uh he needs to learn like like he's a really young kid and he's he's really he's a go-getter. He really wants to get up there and win. But mm-hmm. I I feel like he's one of those kids that needs to to learn when to pull it back a little bit. Especially yeah. especially around traffic. I mm-hmm. think I think he'd have a much better time and I think people would work with him a little bit more in qualifying if I always get I always use patience. I got yelled at once. I got a story. So I went to California and, uh, for the Reedy race, I think this is the one you and I went to at, it was at OCRC. <laughs> I know the story. <laughs> there was a kid that was doing awesome. I mean, his, his car looked great and he was doing great. And, uh, he kind of had this deal where he would, he would come up behind people and just run them over. I was watching his lower mains and, uh, you know, he had bumped once already and he was getting ready to bump again. And, he had like two and a half minutes, three minutes to pass this guy. He just had to pass one car to make the bump. Mm-hmm. And he had like two and two, two and a half minutes. And I think, I think an older, more mature person would have realized that and made sure not to 
not to just, you know, do the same thing to run into somebody, run him over. And I was like, and he did, he just ran the guy over, ended up on his lid, lost the race, missed a bump because there was a lack of patience for that part. And I was standing there. I'm like, man, that kid's fast. I'm like, he just needs to learn a bit of patience. And it turned out that his dad was the one I was talking to. And I didn't know that at the time he turned around and said, patience, what are you talking about? Patience. They should get out of his way. I was like, well, they shouldn't get out of his way because they're racing for position. Your kid's way faster. If he learned a little bit of patience and look for that spot to pass clean, probably would have made the bump. And, uh, I just, guy like said that to me and I'm like, Oh, okay. And I just like walked away. Cause clearly, yeah, you know, what do I know? But I felt that, uh, especially in the mains, I thought Nate did a much better job in traffic of avoiding contact and, and just, uh, being able to get through without getting, you know, in trouble in any way. Bradley Peterson, he, uh, uh, qualified first finished second. So basically for that, that means that Nate and Bradley basically tied for the day. Mm-hmm. So at the summer series, you get one bonus point for TQ. And, you know, if you TQ four or five times, it's five extra points. You know, it can come in handy a la 2016 for me. But that just means they tied for the day. So nothing gained, nothing lost for each of them. Ken Peterson finished third coming up from Hutch, um, Wichita area. I think he won last time, if I'm not mistaken. Wade Gehring finished a strong fourth. Chase Rolk found himself in fifth again. Trevor Paul, with a rare serpent sighting, finished sixth. Dustin Hosick finished seventh. Brian Cox finished eighth. Andy Lachance finished ninth. David Peebler finished tenth. And then Shane Alberico finished 11th. So you're, you're probably out there going, wait a minute, 11. Well, what happened was there was 19 cars. Is that how that works? So I could have either had eight and eight and four. So that would have been 20 cars. Okay. So eight and eight and four for lower mains. So again, just to give you guys a little bit of insight on how my brain works as I'm race directing, I'm thinking to myself, okay, our track's big enough that if we have to, we can run 11 cars. Like if there's only 11 cars in a class, I'll run you all in the main, right? Mm-hmm. On a club race day, I'll probably do six and five because it's club racing. In this class, I thought, well, okay, I could do eight, eight and four, but how fun is that four car C main going to be for all those guys to begin with? And then afterwards we have to locate, you know, at least four or five more corner marshals. So we're sitting there, you know, begging for corner marshals and and, you know, that can drag on the day too. Plus it saves us a heat if I get rid of a heat. So what I did was I took nine to the A main, still bumped two. So there was a nine car A main and then a 10 car B main with two bumps to make 11 cars in the A main. Nice. And it seemed to work out fine. I mean, 11 cars, 11 cars is fine. 12, I don't like to do if I can help it. Um, the first round yeah. of qualifying, I, I think we had a late entry in plex spec. So I was like, fine, whatever, just get out there. And uh, we had 12 in the first one and, and that's exactly why I don't like to do it, especially in plex spec. Cause it was just crash fest, but it worked out. So, you know, it doesn't really alter the points in any way or anything. So yeah, it was good. Nate Bradley and Ken, that's pretty good, pretty good podium. That's, um, Des Moines, Des Moines and Hutchinson and Wade wasn't, was a Lincoln or Omaha guy. So yeah, you know, it's kind of Lincoln. Mixing. Yeah. Lincoln mini truggy. So move on to mini truggy real quick. So we had uh, Dan Gangler with a TQ and win. Uh, Aiden Olson finished second, qualified third, though. Aiden won the last one, did not TQ. So Dane's TQs are starting to stack up. Then Jake Poteet finished third, Bryson Pavel fourth, Chad fifth, Dan Stevens sixth, Tyler Fleming seventh, Matt Robinson eighth. Matt had to go um, early. 
Tyler Fleming was running a VT64. And Aiden Olson was running the Munchkin truck. I took video of this one. Um, I was trying to come up with different things that Aiden could be sponsored by. But uh, I thought it'd be funny if I, I, what did I say one time where he's sponsored by, is that, is that TV show, Little People, Big World? Yep. I was going to let you say it. Yeah, that was super funny. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny to me. Whatever. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Aiden's truck holds together. And it'll be interesting to see if he runs that the entire year because there is a conversion for the 22X4 out there. I can't believe he hasn't blown a belt on that stupid thing yet. I know. Because it's it's like, all right, belt, please let me put all the leverage on you like with those giant tires and and things like a, the thing's got like a a hog motor in it. Yep. Like a thing just like screams down the straightaway. I I should have asked, but I, I wonder if Dane decided to go with a a little bit slower motor. Cause I think last round he was running a four or five in his mini truggy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It looked a lot more controllable this time around. So wouldn't surprise me yeah. if he went, went, his cars are hard to drive. I, I tried driving his and it's like you tap the brakes and they flip over forwards. Oh, yeah. And like, I tried to tell, I've tried, I tried to tell you gotta turn your brakes down, dude. Well, now you're on YouTube and, maybe, and our podcast. Huh? Now you're on YouTube yeah. and podcast. Tell him maybe he'll listen. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He said he did. And that he had me drive his four wheel and it's like, it's still doing it. Yeah. Like I nearly flipped it over forward going down the straightaway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 13, five, four wheel drive. Uh, so again, so Nate Sutherland from the six spot, uh, won this one, his qualifying though was really bad. So he just could not catch a break in his 13, five wheeler. I think he was on a TQ pace for both qualifiers and then just, just wrecked it out. So his qualifying effort did not match the speed of his car until the main and our mains are eight minutes. So you get that extra three minutes to kind of, kind of work your way up there. Um, so he, he tripled on Saturday. So big, big, big move for the little dude. They've been coming to the Plex a long time, him and his dad, Tim, but they've been coming to race an eight scale our techno mm-hmm. series, all of our big races and all that stuff. And so you've seen the progression of Nate Sutherland as he's gotten better. And mm-hmm. uh, he was another one of those Des Moines kids. I think he would go to the compound quite a bit um, before it closed uh-huh. here. He was going there a lot uh, along oh, with, yeah. along with some of the other boys like Mason and Caden and, and, and Tom and those guys. So that's, that's another reason mm-hmm. why, that crew has just gotten good period because they're putting in the work at the track too. They're not just, you know, working on their stuff at home. They're actually going and driving. Ken Peterson, uh, finished second in this one and Owen Vanderbeek TQ'd little Owen Vanderbeek TQ'd and then finished third. His first lap didn't help him out. Uh, Dane just texted me. He's still running a four or five oh. and the brakes are turned down apparently. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta turn the brake down. So basically Ken Peterson was, uh, oh, there, he just got me too. uh, Owen, Ken Peterson <laughs> was basically surrounded by very small children on the podium. <laughs> That's a really uncomfortable thing. Like I've, I've, I've been there too. Like I remember one blue groove race and I had Mace at the time. It, Mason was pretty young. And then I think well, it, was, it was Mason, you and I, was it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was another one though, where it was like, it was like Mason and, and, uh, and Tom or Mason and Zach or somebody like that. And they were just two little little dudes very young yeah. at the time. And then I'm standing there, like, this old guy <laughs> like, yeah, buddy, I'm beating up on kids. I was almost embarrassed to post that on Facebook. Cause the people who don't, you know, my, my high school 
classmates that I have on Facebook that see my stuff or, or, um, you know, uh, people that I knew at Baker's when I worked there and stuff like that. I mean, if they saw that, they'd be like, Oh, that's what that guy does. He just picks on kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Little do they know that most of the time the kids are picking on us now. The older yeah, people. Right. Peevler got fourth chase roll, got another fifth. That's his third fifth for the day. I just realized that's pretty crazy. John Kinzer finished sixth, uh, Ruben King, seventh, Bradley Peterson, eighth, um, Wilkening ninth and, uh, Jackson Anderson was 10th. And I could have swore that I turned down my phone. My sister, my you. sister's getting me uh dirty looks for having, uh, my messenger pinging during the show. Oh, that's and, fine. You know what? I was listening uh, to, I was listening to Chad Daniels, uh, podcast the other day. The same thing happened to him. So it's fine. Yeah. It makes the podcast more earthy, <laughs> you know? Two-wheel drive mod buggy. Uh, Tom Rinnernecht, again, uh, he's class of field on, on Saturday, no doubt about it. If you oh, watch yeah. the video, Alex Vanderbeek made a mistake, I think, on the first or second lap as they were coming around. And then it was just it was just from there, uh, March, you know, he had to really claw his way back up to second. Aiden Olson got third, Derek Wood fourth, Ethan Dallaire fifth, Will Brinton, you got sixth. That bums me out because at one time you're up into second. I thought for sure you're going to get a top three. Yeah. Derek and I kept racing. Like, yeah. it's like, dude, just let's catch these guys. I saw, I saw, I saw you, each other. I saw you after the, the five pack make that turn and get a little tap. Yeah. And you ended up well, in the pipe, but yeah, I, I, I can't tell if you were vaguely sideways at that time or not, you know, I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't know. It happened so fast. I know that if I did get a tap, I got Derek back. Cause I ran into him and I had to wait. Yeah. Like I just wasn't ready for his car to slow down that much. Like I was like on the brakes. My car was like sideways and I slid into him. Mm. And then I, cause when I was in second, I was going over that uphill double. And for whatever reason, I just like pulled too much throttle or something. My car went off the double sideways and jumped the pipe. And then I was on the, it, it would have, if I just took off, I would have cut the track. Mm. And the rule is, is if you, uh, cut the track, you have to give up one position. So Derek and Aiden were trucking along together. It's like, well, I'm not just going to cut in between two cars. I guess I could have. Derek and I were talking about it. And he was like, I was completely ready for you to just dive bomb in there and only what, let one car through. And it's like, yeah, and then I'd ruin both of us, you know, but duly noted. Yeah. Be ready for it next time. But um, so I, I, you know, I waited. And then when I ran into Derek, I waited again. So, but I don't know. Derek and I have a history. I mean, <laughs> I, he, he just owes me one. We or all actually, do. no, we all he, the history. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he just owes me one, you know, <laughs> but I think we're square because yeah. he got me one and I gave him one, but both times, both of us waited. They, I, I like, I don't know if you saw it, but after the five pack, uh, I think David flipped over and then there was like, somebody ran into him and there was like a gap, like just wide oh, enough yeah, for my car. Right and, and I, I just, I got around everybody. Yeah. Like, it's on I, the video. I, yeah yep. It was sweet. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. And, <laughs> but like always I have good, good stuff. I get out front and I squander it away. It's fine. It's choke. I choke. Uh, yeah. You drive with both my hands on the wheel. Ken Peterson finished seventh, mind you. Owen Vanderbeek finished eighth. So Ken qualified. Ken and Owen got the bump from B's, and they actually finished higher than where they were at. Um, Ruben King finished ninth, but only because his car broke. He was ahead of all of you guys 
for yeah, seconds. At one, at one point, he just his car turned on like a light. He was yeah. like passing everybody. I don't know where he came from. I'm pretty sure it was an either gear. It was either an either gear or spur gear. It sounded like an either gear to me. Oh, really? I heard his car car land and it was just squealing. Yeah. I was like, dang, dude. Alvarico had a ball cup come off and they didn't fix it. Which, if it was like a roar race or something like that, you're not supposed to. Anyways. Yeah. So no, if I if I break out of a main, I'm done. Like I'm not gonna throw my car out there and yeah. be in the way. But also, it happened in front of a, a younger marshal, so you you can't expect a little kid to sit there and try to press on a ball cup. Yeah. Well, and and David though, like to his credit, um, his car broke. He just he just went because uh, he was like right next to me on the driver's stand. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's really disappointed. He didn't walk off the driver's stand, disrupt everybody. Yeah. He just stood there like a man. And took his toy car being broke. Yep. So yeah, I got to do better at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, independent buggy. Last one for the summer series. So uh, Wade Garing, uh with the TQ and a win, but Jackson Anderson was on him like fly on flies on poop mm-hmm. until. Oh yeah. Closer to the end. Um, when Wade finally got away, but Jackson was right there again. Easton McCormick finished third. Uh, Jake Wilkening fourth. Andy Lachance with a fifth. Clint Coburn sixth. Tyler Brinkerhoff seventh. Jerry Doherty eighth. Justin CB ninth and Nate Hogan Miller finished 10th. Uh, Nate and Tyler got the bump. Tyler finished the highest out of them two. He ended up in seventh. And Easton McCormick kind of dominated everybody a couple weeks ago. Jackson Anderson, like I said, he's one of those kids locally too. That's been getting faster and faster and faster every week. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on Wade, man. He was, yeah. he was right there. And then well, uh, I think just, just again, it, it, a lot of it has to do. There's, there's a point where maturity can defeat uh, maturity can be speed. Yeah. Sometimes Mm -hmm. not always, but sometimes like you can be really fast, but if you're not patient or if you, or if you drive over your head a little bit, you know, you can, you can, you can lose out to a more patient, mature type driving style. Yeah. That's like, you know, my thing where I say like, yeah, you can cut a fast lap, but can you race? Right. You know, but that only happens up to a point. And right. then you start to see the the age start to be a detriment. Well, and like not to take not to take anything away from Jackson, but I took his car and I re- completely rebuilt it for him. Yeah. And then I also I put a different motor in it for him. Uh, I put one of Jamie's motors in it. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's it's that Trinity uh, twenty four karat gold motor. Oh, nice. <laughs> that, that thing's pretty sweet looking. But uh, I put that in there for him and set up his car. And is is the setup's not right? I don't think, but it definitely had a lot of traction. So yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, so I just saw that he was able to hang with those guys with what he had, and it's like, dude, you just needs to know what a good car feels like mm-hmm. and maintain that. So that was uh that was the results from our round two of the uh, team associated Reedy powered summer series again team associated uh being our title sponsor i think for year six or seven kind of lost track it's been so long and uh they have i don't think they have any intention of, of ever dropping us i don't think they have any reason to we get such a good turnout um i always ask yeah. our racers please for the love of god find a way to thank them either through email phone yeah. call facebook post whatever it just uh anytime that they can see that they're actually appreciated and not just taken for granted you know in any way um, yeah, will really help us out. And, uh, I don't know. Days like that are just kind of like back to normal days. You just, you know, that the summer series is going to be good. So you don't have to worry about stuff. You just, for me, it's just making the track good for everybody and then mm-hmm. just letting people race. And that's kind of what we do. It seems to be working yeah. out fine. 
it's probably a good moment to uh, take a minute and listen to our sponsor at pivotlending.com, David Olson and uh, Don Zoller. And now a word from our sponsors. This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. Hi, this is David Olson with Pivot Lending and with me today is Don Zoller. And we just wanted to give everybody uh, listening the backstory on pivot lending and maybe what separates us from our competitors in the marketplace. Uh, Pivot lending, uh, we're going on our 20th year and we're a mortgage banking company. We're different in a few ways that we have divisions of subservicing, divisions of third-party origination. We have a marketing team. In one division, we also have business development. We work business to business, whether it's with a community bank or a credit union. We also uh, work the retail side of the spectrum. So we're working with a lot of realtors. We're working with a lot of builders. There's a number of different ways that our organization has diversified as opposed to a standard mortgage banking company that's just generating a mortgage to the market and to sell it or potentially service it. We internally underwrite all of our loans in-house. We have five underwriters. We're big enough to play in the larger spaces, but small enough to be a boutique operation. We've got about 100 employees right now. We are in California, Arizona. We have offices also in Wichita, We're in Kansas City, Omaha, Colorado, inside Colorado, we're in Denver, Boulder, and opening up in Colorado Springs. We're kind of excited and growing. We're moving into the uh, New England market uh, with a a big partnership that also is a mortgage service provider to 234 different credit unions in the New England states. So uh, a lot of things happening and um, having Dawn locally is is a is a huge advantage for everybody in the RC community. I know that uh, not only myself, but the owner of the company, Brian Ottaviano, he's a hobby fan. He flew uh, quite a few remote control airplanes and loves that piece of it. He also follows Aiden, my son's racing, and so it's 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 great to be able to weave in the hobby into what we're doing and to be able to get back to the hobby because of the, the things it represents, I think are similar to things that we represent. David Olson, NMLS 16099, Don Zoller, NMLS 277589, We should also give a mention too that this is this whole thing isn't possible without Weberized.com. Oh yeah. So Weberized is uh my sister, full disclosure. Uh, it's her company. She, uh, she hosts podcasts. They got all the equipment. You come into the the booth, like where we're at right now and you, mm-hmm. uh, and you just do a podcast for whatever floats your boat and then they set it up for you and you can get out there and get your voice heard. So, you know, everybody has a second podcast. I would almost like to do a second one myself and I have some ideas for one some sort of like uh tales from retail type podcast <laughs> where I just, I just basically like crap on people the whole time that, that have ever given me a hard time and tell stories about how horrible things have been on the retail side of things for a while. I think that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. It'd be sweet. I think that'd be super sweet. 
I was thinking we could do like two minutes. We should count it down two minutes of us just reading like one star reviews. Okay. And not necessarily from hobby town either. These don't have to be uh hobby town reviews. I just think it'd be funny to d- see what we can do. So, uh, do you want me to start? Yeah, I don't have any. You so. don't have any? I, I didn't get any. I, sent I you work a for a living. I know I sent you a yeah, couple. I know. <laughs> I needed to prepare more, but yeah, I didn't uh, have, I don't have any. All right. I should right. do ones for scooter stuff. Yeah, you I should. should find one. Sorry, one scooter scooter stuff. Products. Well, while you're doing that, I'll do this one. All right. Um, well, I can't find, I don't have the, I don't have an internet. Oh, like, I just have my phone. Oh, okay. Well, do you have the one that I sent so, you? Cause that one's really funny. I have to leave to go look at it. Like on my phone. Oh, oh crap. Uh, well, we'll save yeah. it for next time then. We'll save it for next time. Oh, we'll read yours. All right. Here's one. This, this one's really funny because this is from, this is from a store in a, um, in an area where they're only allowed to do in-store pickup or not in-store mm. pickup, where they're only allowed to do curbside. Okay. Okay. So here's a one-star review. <clears throat> Me and my family drove from North Delaware to visit the store was looking at some stuff and my son, eight years old, had to use the bathroom and he wasn't allowed. I get the virus stuff, however, but he is a child. I will never be coming back to buy anything from here. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? What does that sound okay. like? You ever listen to like books on tape when you're a little kid and in school? No, I never And did. there's like some, some like... They didn't have that stuff when I was in school. <sighs> Man, so like you'd have like an old uh, uh, like minor or something like like you'd be listening to a story from like Civil War and be like, a, or no, it reminds you like a quote, like somebody's trying to be Abraham Lincoln or something, right. Okay, well, you know, and like they have somebody read the Abraham Lincoln quote on like the History Channel or like some old old guy. All right, quote. let me try this one. Hold on, and, hold on, hold on. Let me try this uh, one. <clears throat> Every customer entering the premise is a potential thief as the door signage indicates. And most of the products are behind counters, which makes it totally difficult to find what you're seeking. Add in the curmudgeon customer service guy and you have a makings of the most disagreeable experience. (laughs) You know, you could put a totally different take on everything you do uh, by changing the voice. Like if you did an old man, be like all oh, these kids are trying to steal from me <laughs> you know <laughs> everybody that comes in the dang door is a thief <laughs> okay i got one more i got one more hang on all right this one i thought was funny because uh whoever this person is posted the same thing at like at like a whole bunch of other stores <laughs> and it's not even spelled right so i'm gonna actually i'm gonna i'm gonna say it verbatim how it's written here okay Okay. Never have anything you need for Yoy RC Var. That's it. That's all they wrote. What what is what are so what it's a it's a one star review. Yoy RC Var. Which I think they're meant for your RC car, but they didn't do it right. Oh, no. Derek must be listening or watching because he just texted me and I wasn't able to read it because then i'd have to leave the chat but it had something where he had to wait for his car to turn oh like his car pushed really bad which is fine I, it's whatever like i don't it's it's he's just he's just making excuses uh it's fine <laughs> it's not a bit it's not a big deal i don't think it's a big deal fine it's fine it's, it's fine Everything's we do this fine. because we like doing it i know 
Hmm? Hmm? Oh, yeah? Do you have one? Okay, let's get some questions because we're at like an hour and 12 minutes and I know this will get cut down a little bit, but I want to make sure that we get a couple of these in. I posted for some questions. We actually got a pretty good, pretty good response. Okay, I'm going to get to this one right away. This is Gangler, Dan Gangler. How do you confront people that may be cheating in stock classes, non-blinking mode, overcharging batteries, illegal motors, etc.? If a racer believes another person is cheating, what is the best option to report it? I don't know. What do you think about that one? Did you read that one? Yeah, I did. Here, hold on a second. I actually brought this in a cooler, so it'd be cold. Nice. Cooler. Hey, pass me a kickstart. So, my my opinion on stock racing is that we shouldn't race stock, dude. I was so I read this. I read this, and the first thing that came to my mind was, well, race mod. Well, it, well, Dane's not racing stock, is he? This is all something else yeah. that was going on in the pits. Yeah. So, um, so my, my so uh, you say what you have to say about the rules and okay. how to present it, and I'll have I'll say what I have to say here's, about stock racing. Here's how to confront people that may be cheating in stock classes. In my opinion, you don't worry about your worry about your stuff. Worry about your own self. If uh, it's off road, so you still have to drive the car. If you're getting beat by somebody more than likely, it's because you're not driving as good as them. It's not going to be because somebody's out motoring you. What if they're making a jump that nobody else is making? And it's like obvious. Well, like consistently just clearing this and nobody else is doing it, but this one guy, I don't know. You still have to drive the car. It's one jump on a track of, of, of a certain amount of foot. Okay. Right. Well, but, but here's I mean, the thing. So the, the question is, how do you confront people? I don't think you do. I think it just causes more drama than it, than it's worth. If you're really worried about it, bring to the race director, which would be me. And then I'll figure it out. Right. Sure. So and that's what I was going to say. So I, I don't think you, I don't think you confront it. I think if you're really worried about it, bring to the management and we'll try to figure it out. Here's the thing. Right. If you want to pay another 10 bucks, uh, an entry fee, I will hire somebody to be a tech guy. So our entry fee is really low compared to other places as far as summer series, uh, as legit other places. Okay. And when I went to California, a, a JBRL race is like, it cost me almost a hundred dollars. I think for me and Emerson to race two classes each. Yeah. And they have a full table. They have a guy, Jimmy has a, a has one of his buddies that works for him. If you win a heat, they'll tear down your motor from start to finish. And they have all that stuff laid out. So I've tried to have tech in the past and right now we don't have the people to, we don't have anybody that can spend the entire day down there to do it. Nobody wants to volunteer for that position, by the way. No, I always ask and I always get, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Or if I do, they usually back out. So mm-hmm. if you want to pay more in entry fees, I will, I will gladly hire somebody uh, to sit down there all day and, and, and tech everybody. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've maybe this year I've been a little lax in mentioning it just because I'm not going to like make excuses or anything, but with, with the COVID thing going on and us not racing for three months, everything kind of went haywire Yeah, that a lot of what I would do or try to set up just didn't happen because we just didn't have the opportunity. Right. So I understand that, you know, in the past I've made three people, you know, I made the top three come into the booth and just show me their stuff, you know, make sure Mm -hmm. that they're in blinky mode and, and, and all that. 
you know, maybe, maybe next round I'll try to have somebody down there to, to do battery tech or whatever and, and to make sure that they're in blinky. Well, I mean, that's, that's what, uh, I think that's all what, what Dane was asking was what's the, the proper, uh, chain of command to go through to have, have something done about a car that you think isn't legit. So the, the correct, the answer to that is get a hold of Alex. Yeah. So I just, just say something, Alex, like this, this looks kind of obvious to me. Watch it for the next round. See what you think. Maybe check their stuff. Yeah. And if it's, and if, and if it's cool, you know, their stuff's good. Whatever. Here, I guess here's the thing about to that too, pay. though. Here's another thing about that. And I'm going to be totally honest. It's, and I'm not saying it's Dane, but I'm, I am saying that a lot of times it's the exact same people complaining about the exact same stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, many of those guys aren't here. So it's been pretty nice. <laughs> right. You know, no, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, my, my opinion on stock rate here, here's how I think that we should race my, my opinion. I think that all the classes should be modified. If you think that you're faster with a 10, five or an eight, five or a 17, five motor, you should run that motor. You should just run whatever motor you want. There's and you have to run a two cell lipo battery. Yeah. But I feel like the, the racing should be to divide it into skill levels. So if you think that you're, uh, it's just like nitro. So, I mean, there it's, isn't a difference scale. between a no, 20. Exactly. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Derek says it, uh, B- BGRC, you could pay $20 to have a motor teched. Who? Derek just texted me and Sam Anderson at blue groove. Oh, they used to, uh, tear down motors. Yeah. For like 20 a motor bucks. claim. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, I could see that working, you know, if you're wrong, the guy gets 20 bucks. If you're right, then you get your 20 bucks back. Yeah. But anyway, um, the, what I was saying though, I think all the classes should be modified and it should be like a skill level. Like there isn't a difference between what, what's the eight skill pro nitro buggy, uh, intermediate nitro buggy and sportsman, you know? I, I feel like that's like the perfect way to race. And then like, you know, there's guys that I feel like could race with us and can't, I feel like there's guys that can race with us. They race stock. Yeah. Like uh, Dave Peebler is an example. I feel like he could race modified and, and hang with the, you know, mid, mid pack. He'd be racy. Yeah. But he likes racing stock and that that's cool and all, but um, you know, I think that it would, it kind of change the, the way that people race. Like, you know, I, I want to get to the point where I'm running the same laps as the pros, the, the pro class, and then I can move up, you yep. know, it, it, it would, it would change the way that we race and it would get rid of all the, the having a $3,000 stock car, or, you know, whatever yeah. guys spend on batteries and motors and all the, the battery stuff and the cheating and whatever, yeah. like it'd be more, it would focus racing more on driving and setting up your car and just driving. I remember a couple of years ago, maybe it was 15, 14 or 15 that there was some grumbling about people cheating, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I'll race stock and I'll race stock with my crappy Sonic 17, five motor that I had the version one or whatever it was. And dude, I mm-hmm. went out there and freaking won by like 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? no, I remember that. I did that at Blue Groove once too. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, so I mean, but, but, I don't know. But, Right. No, that's always been my thing though. Like I, I feel like, uh, um, I really don't like stock stock racing. I, I, I've never liked it. I raced stock for like, I don't know, 30 seconds or whatever. I raced those like three big races we went to and made the main. And I was like, I I, I think I'm done with stock. I, I pretty much 
Emerson and I talked about, it. I'm like, dude, I don't, he raced stock for a little while, you know, cause I wanted to ease mm-hmm. him into it. And eventually I'm just like, you know what? This is dumb. Let's just race mod. We don't have to worry about batteries yeah. and motors and all this other stuff. Let's just race mod. And I think it's been better for right. him. He will make the right. main this year, by the way, eventually when you just not. Oh, yet. I know he will. So that's my opinion. I would like to do a run what you brung classic or something. I yeah. think that would be a cool race and try a format like that where everything's modified and you know, it's all based on where you think you should be. Controversy. Yeah. I don't know. Not Tell really. me if I'm wrong. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't no, know. You're not wrong. I'm just, and, and you, the, the reason yeah, why I, I say, feel, the reason why I say is you don't confront somebody on it is because we've had a very drama free past couple of years and I would very much mm-hmm. like to keep it that way. Oh, me too. Like it's been so nice and so chill at the track the last couple of years that I, I don't, mm-hmm. it, it, it would bother me to see somebody pointing fingers at somebody, especially if they're wrong, you know? Right. No, that's the biggest uh, kick in the teeth you can give to somebody yeah. or the biggest compliment. I, guess. I think you're cheating. Oh, yeah. it turns out you're not cheating, man. Good on you. <laughs> My buddy, Dennis Johnson was like, was like, I know you're cheating cause I'm cheating and you're beating me. Like, I always say that. That's, I say that all the time. <laughs> must be a, must be a, uh, uh, just a racer thing in general. Yeah. I, people used to say that in carding dirt oval. Yeah. Uh, okay. Real quick. Jackson Anderson says, uh, when racing close quarters, like Wade and I had, how can you hand, how do you decide if you tap each other and one car rolls and one doesn't, if they should wait or not? What do you think? You go first on this one. Well, if it's side by side and you know, you got, you had the inner inside line and they didn't give you room, you know, it's kind of the outside car's fault. I didn't see what happened. I just saw Wade's car go flying, but it, to me, it looked like you were still maybe under halfway next to his car. So it wasn't entirely wheel to wheel and it could have hit him from behind. I don't know that. I don't know if that's what happened or not. I didn't see it, but that that's, that's my opinion. Like if it's where in the race, I thought it happened. If I were driving, if it was, if I was Jackson's car, cause basically it was over the step up and then the dub, the top double. And then you swing around to that. You, you drive down low, right? Right. Wade went really wide right there. Yeah. I mean, the door was open. Jackson mm-hmm. had a much tighter inside line and they were coming down together and they touched and, and Wade got flipped over. I think, I think that's one of those things where, uh, I remember, I remember Matt Francis once we were talking about stuff and, uh, I think it was about the 95 worlds when mm-hmm. uh, him and Masami got together. He always said, you can't be a nice guy all the time. That was a very nice guy is a very nice guy, yeah. but, but he basically, his point was, dude, we were racing for the worlds. I had inside position. I got on top of him. I kept going. They didn't call it. Can't be a nice mm-hmm. guy all the time. I'm not going to wait for him. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a point at when you like club racing and stuff, you know, you can either be too nice and just wait, even though, you know, you probably didn't have to, or you don't wait. And again, it's just a club race. Like at a summer series race, I think Jackson did the right thing, but that one was a tough call. I think if, if, if it were me driving, I probably wouldn't have waited. I would have, I would have, I would have waited for the race director to say something if, if it was that egregious, Sure, you know, Real quick, I took when I took Emerson to OCRC a couple of years ago, and uh, at the, one of those JBRL races, you know, I kind of told him, "I'm like, dude, listen." And this, I'm not saying anything bad about this. Isn't I'm not making a comment commentary on how people drive, but 
it was in one of the lower stock classes. And I said, look, these guys aren't going to wait for you if they run into you. <laughs> so don't, mm-hmm. don't worry about waiting. If you accidentally run into one of them, I'm like, obviously don't, yeah. don't do it on purpose, but whatever you do, don't stop unless you're told mm-hmm. to. Right. If, if, if Nick or, or, or Jimmy tells you to wait, wait, they don't tell you to wait. Don't. And he got into it with a, with a car. I didn't really think it was his fault, but it happened. And Jimmy says, you got to wait Emerson. And he waited, did exactly what he was told, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's tough. Sometimes you can, you can, and, and the other part is, is if the race director is not exactly watching you, if you're back there in fourth and fifth and we're watching the lead battle and you do that, it might not always be the race director telling you to wait. So you, it's just something you got to think about. Is it worth getting a, um, reputation? Yeah. You know, is it, is it worth making somebody upset at you for next week? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, full disclosure, when I was younger, I had a reputation for, for running people over all the time. It dawned on me one day that that was happening. And so I tried really hard to not make that happen. I've tried to not just run people over anymore. And sometimes that's to my detriment too. So, right. You know, you just got to think about it. One more, Ethan Delaire, any updates? Cause this will be fast. Uh, any updates on the spring champs race or will that just be put off until next year? Uh, at the moment I'm, I'm, it's probably going to be put off until next year. I can't think of any spot where we could host another, a big 10 skill race. Yeah. Unless it was something super big, you know, but that ain't going to happen. So. Right. I think our summer series is going to get done October 3rd and then we're going to switch gears and go right into nitro racing and carpet racing mm-hmm. for the, for the rest of the fall. And then we got next year. Next year is going to be pretty big. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. What do you think? Think we're uh, good? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll call it good. That's it for us. Um, we hope that you guys uh, enjoy listening to Will and I talk about uh, what's going on at the Hobbyplex and all that good stuff. And and I hope you guys enjoy our race results. I know if you're not local, you can be like, yeah, why do I care? But it is interesting. To, I think it's interesting to hear us talk about some of our local guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I I would listen if I wasn't from around here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Um, Thanks for tuning in. I'll be, I'll definitely be doing an after hour show on Thursday at 9 p.m. I skipped last week because we had a guy calling sick at work and I got stuck there until like nine o'clock. So I didn't feel like doing it when I got home. I was really tired. And I put up a bunch of new content on YouTube today. So you can check that out, both uh, racing and flying. And um, then you got the show today. So good stuff yeah. yeah you got all kinds of stuff yeah all kinds of content oh 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 god i can't sign us off just yet hold on one thing no racing this weekend on the off-road because we have the tamaya championship series uh regional event right i almost forgot we got to mention it because we're going to be we're going to have to talk about it next week so uh so that's going on friday saturday sunday so there's no family friday off-road and there's no uh saturday uh off-road club racing the following saturday on the 25th, I believe I have online sign up. If we can get 50 people, not entries, people to sign up online or more, mm-hmm. okay, 50 or yeah. more online, mm-hmm. guaranteed to come race on next Saturday, the 25th. It's just a regular club race day, okay? Um, doors open at 10. We start racing at 1.30. I will buy Raisin Cane's catering for everybody. For that day. Yeah. Drivers I, only. Drivers only. <laughs> not your family, not your home, not your homeless cousin, 
but, but just, <laughs> just, yeah, just the racers. Okay. So, uh, I will have catered, uh, raisin canes if we can get 50 people, which should amount to at least 50 entries. But if everybody races two classes, you know, it's going to be about a hundred entries. By yeah. the way, I just want to make mention that I did announce this Saturday during the race at the summer series. So nobody out there thinks that I'm copying them. I just want to throw yeah. that out there. This is something I thought of as we were racing on Saturday. So if, yeah. uh, if anybody, Wait, did somebody else do it, yeah, well, maybe if anybody out there, uh, decides to, uh, this is our idea. Our We're idea the first again. ones to ever uh, have. I just want to make mention yeah, that this is actually a track. This is actually my idea. <laughs> came out Saturday, <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna. You know, I haven't made a Facebook post about it yet because I've been really busy today on my day off. But um, yeah. anywho, oh. so and if, and if uh, for our our guys overseas that listen that don't know what Raising Canes is, it's this restaurant that only sells chicken strips. Yeah, really good chicken strips too. <laughs> yeah, chicken strips, fries. Piece of bread. It's all you need, baby. Yep, anyway. Need. Anyway. So keep that in mind. I'll have that up. And uh, it's pretty easy to get 50 people. We had like 96 people on, on Saturday. So if we can get half of that to come out for a club yeah. race, we're going to be in good shape. So anyways, that's it. That's all I got. We will uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> <laughs>